listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, Sarah Ashley, Sean Moriarty, and Roxy Noberry. Uh-oh. Uh, Sarah's fingering the xenomorph. I am. Well, so Brian's not here, so we let the xenomorph toy out of the bag. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> it's just so precious. It's got its little tongue attachment. It's yeah. Just, I think it's flirting with you, Sarah. It, it is. Like, this hey. is like... Roxy and I could, could probably leave. Sean will show, probably want to watch. Show Sean how it's Ooh. like... Baby. Yeah. Like, oh, like, baby, baby. baby. Oh, that's too far away, It's though. too far away. You gotta hold it up. To, Go right up to the camera. Back. You want to see this shit, Sean? Get it closer, Feast your eyes on this little cute... Take its pants off. Uh, no, it has oh, it a tongue. Do you see the tongue moving? Do you see that shit? Oh, yeah. I see it. It's dirty. Oh. It's <laughs> this is so, so dirty. You guys, this is so wrong. It's so right. It's so wrong. Brian's out here. Brian. Let the xenomorph out. It's safe to come out and play, little zini. Come out to play. <laughs> we this miss- is like the end of Xenomorph Jim Crow laws for if only for a moment. <laughs> oh. Are you calling Brian the state of Alabama? Like- Brian is Alabama, and that Xenomorph is just a hardworking black person wow. just trying to make it, just trying to live, just trying to get its rape tongue to get it a paycheck. They mostly come out when Brian's not here. Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> I'm glad, right. Sean, I'm glad you brought that up. We actually have John Legend in common going to do a live performance oh here. Zeno! Zeno! Oh my God. In space. In space. Where the Zenos live. Hands to the heaven. Aliens rights with this ink the South. It's okay if you got a big and a little mouth. That is, of course, not to belittle, you know, anything, race relations, and all that. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. Oh no, 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 no! We're not in any way trying to belittle the way that Common and John Legend made millions of dollars off of people's pain at all. Oh my gosh! So, Xenomorphs and Brian Moriarty. Uh, Hey, guys, let's actually open the show with a dramatic reading from the Nerdonomy text thread. Guess what, everyone? You found Jesus? Where was he? Eric got you pregnant. Sarah wins. It'll be a girl. Let's name her Nerdonica. Nerdonamina? Nerdarella? Nerdalia? Nerdalinda? Nerdisha, if it's black. Nerdella. Nerdrea. I hope Eric reads this. Nerdalita has a Latin flavor to that one. Nerdana. Nerdishria. Now boy names, just in case. Nerdamid Ali. <laughs> Nerdstifer. Alexander. Baron von Nerdish the <laughs> Third. It is. Do you want to do the Eric part too, or no? Uh, it is going to be a girl, and it must end on an I-A. Nerdelia. Nerdsuela? Nerdstaban for a boy, possibly? Nerdly slash nerdthin. <laughs> Nerdstaban. <laughs> I'm dead. Nerdelius. Nerdamakin Sue. <laughs> Football reference. Nerdstin. Nerdbert. Nerdamaya. Nerdsin. Yes. <laughs> Nerdsis. Nerdress Elba. <laughs> Nerdjamin. Oh, fucking nerdsis. <laughs> Nerdedict. Nerdpolian Bonaparte. <laughs> LOL, this is amazing. Nerdlock Holmes. I can't stop. <laughs> Nerdartha Guatama. Or Nerdasha Romanoff, aka the Nerd Widow. 
Nerds and Mandela. <laughs> Kim these, Nerd Oon. <laughs> these are so good and getting better. Nerdlet Johansson. <laughs> Amelia Nerdheart. <laughs> My Nerd Magandhi? Or Nerd Off. Never mind. <laughs> Glorious Steiner. <laughs> Nerdan Feinstein. Hillary Nerdum Clinton. Ruth Bader Ginsnerd. <laughs> Barack Nurbanma. Chris Nerdsworth. These are so beautiful. <laughs> Robert Nerdy Jr. Ruth Bader Ginsnerd just made me pee. <laughs> and also, Nerdy Prince Jr., Nerdshel Lee Cook, and Chad Michael Nerdy. <laughs> oh, Nerdic the Entertainer! <laughs> wait, wait! I got one of the nerdiest names you could ever give to a child. Drum roll, please. Brian Moriarty. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Oh, it's dead on. Oh, that's so good. And then I will remember this moment on the Nerdonomy text thread for many generations to come. Thank you all. That was a that was a Wednesday text thread well spent. All right. Wow. So all one of us needs to do is become Mormon, and we can have enough kids to name all of our kids this. Stuff. <laughs> I think that's a good. All point. right. We just need to have a litter. Somebody marry a Duggar. A litter. <laughs> A litter of children, you know, like the Octomom. Oh, God, but nerdier. Uh, just to say to Brian, we still love you. Yes, it says, yes. I don't. My seething <laughs> hatred continues. <laughs> and on that note, everybody, welcome to Nerds on Film. I'm Sarah Ashley. I'm Roxy Noberry. I'm Sean Moriarty. And I am Dave McGuire. Yay! Dave! Oh Hootie hoo! That was... <laughs> and he's back, back again. That's so funny. I was Dave listening to back. that album on the way over here. Tell a friend. You listen to music from like 2003. Like I'm so perpetually. Yeah. Like Linkin Park. Dave never left Linkin Park. Whoever said it? You listen, listen to Linkin, Linkin Park, Dave. I know you do. Because I'm one Crawling step closer to the edge. Skin, <laughs> these wounds, these wounds they will not heal. This is how I feel. Confusing words. Seriously, guys. You get seriously, Dave. Your music collection is out of date. That's okay. Mine is too. Yeah, but like Dave's is just like yours is good out of date. Dave's is bullshit. (laughs) Dave was like he got stuck in like the nineteen end of nineteen nineties, early two thousands. Like this mm -hmm. is what's popular. People are going to like me. You know what Um, else was popular in nineteen late nineteen nineties, early two thousands? What Roxy? G Roxy. What the Matrix trilogy? That wasn't even scripted. I'm sitting in Brian's spot, and I can't lie. It's it's it's, still warm, isn't it? It's awkward. It feels like he's farted in it a couple times and left like a pretty good like impression. Yeah, I'm the butt groove in here is deep. Does it smell like (laughs) brie? It smells like brie. (laughs) Back to the matrix, y'all. Holy shit! (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, ma. Okay. So where were we when we saw the first one? No, no. Oh, I could tell you exactly where I was. I was, I don't even remember how old I was, but, oh, what, 11? Yeah. Cool story, bro. Yeah, yeah. right? But I saw it at the Century Theater. <laughs> Sarah! Go fuck yourself. Uh, no, I saw it at the Century Theaters. I remember it was like the, uh, the it was like the 23 the or 22 or whatever, and I remember watching Aww. it and being a, an impressionable 11-year-old, I was like, this is amazing! And then the lobby scene happened, and I was like... 
uh, sensory overload of what is cool in America right now. <laughs> I remember when we saw it in theaters, the sound wasn't working, so the entire what? movie was like silent. What? And everyone in the theater was like boycotting the movie. They were pissed. Don't yeah. boycott the movie. Boycott the theaters. I know, yeah. right? It was like the whole opening scene of Trinity going through on her motorbike and you know getting chased and wow. going through the Matrix, right? And we're all like, why is this shit silent? <laughs> like, what's happening here? And so that was well, do you guys remember the ad campaigns for it before that were super vague and like just what like is really the they, they didn't Ooh. give away stuff the way they do these days. They were just like flashes of kung fu scenes and and gun violence and then Lawrence Fishburne going, "Do you want to know what the Matrix is? Unfortunately, yeah. nobody can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself." Yeah, and dude, nice Lawrence. I was like, Fishburne. "Oh my damn, I gotta go see this shit." <laughs> oh my, I have no damn. idea what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean, I think you just ended a new era of your vocal impressions. With that, your was that was good. That was actually a really, was a really good, good one. That was a solid Lawrence yeah. Fishburne. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I told you, I'm really good at black impressions, but me trying to do a white guy, it's <laughs> terrible. Wait, I do a really good. You can do walking. Stephen right? Hawking. Stephen. <laughs> Hold on. Wait. Wait. That wait. Count. wait. No. Ha 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 ha. That's him laughing. Stop, Sean. Oh my god. <laughs> the fact that he. Like, if you couldn't tell, I was sitting in a chair and looking left. <laughs> yeah, was. I'm saying like you like. Mm, oh my, you look you look more like Jabba the Hutt than you do. Like. <laughs> 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 He's got his chin all his neck beard is like. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit! I just need a salacious crumb to pop up right here. <laughs> That's my little salacious crumb impression. Right? Little salacious crumb. So uh, how do we start the discussion, guys? Uh, I think we should give credence to who who brought it to the table first, and that was your friend Jill. It was Jill. <gasps> she your BFF Jill. It was like year. It was like a year ago or so, probably more. Yeah, at this point. it was a while ago. She was like, "You guys should do a Matrix episode." Mm-hmm. And we were all like, "That'd be great sometime in the future." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "I totally want to be on it," and we're like, "Yeah." <laughs> Oops. Sorry, Jill. Okay. You know what? Scheduling's been difficult. <laughs> to say, the but least. no, she she pitched out a really good idea because yeah. I think I. So I was telling everyone before we we went live was that this was like the first episode that I've actually been super prepared for. Number one, oh. and two that I've been very excited about because I feel like. And I'm going to throw out my own thesis here. I like you just admitted that you're not prepared for most episodes. <laughs> well, wait, it all it's a comes nice, out. lively, it's a good discussion. This is the woodwork, guys. It's all okay, coming out. Have I? Oh, uh, I right. just think As it's if funny. there's never been an episode that you were like, hey, guys, I just, I don't even mm. know. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just, just saying I like know. that you openly admitted it. It's funny. That's right. I'm always prepared for every episode. I barely do any research. I smoke <laughs> copious amounts of weed and try to just gross everyone out. Yeah. <laughs> I know I serve one purpose and you just got to find your niche. Bless you. But I was going to say is I, I and I, my my thesis is is that I think that this is probably one of the best sci-fi movies, not of all time, but I feel like it's one of the best. Like of when like 10, 20 years down the road, people are going to go whoa, back and whoa, think whoa, to whoa. themselves, no, 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 no. Like no. this is like one of the better sci-fi. It's one movies of the most successful there. sci-fi series trilogies. Oh, this Wait. is like top five sci-fi movies Wait. ever, Dave. Yeah. Wait, but Sarah, yes. Are you talking about the entire franchise or are you talking about the first one? Just the first one. No, I'm talking about the entire franchise. Okay. No, go fuck yourself. The last two were shitty. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, all right. We're going all over the place now. Oh. Come on. They're not that shitty if you watch them all together. Yes. I did watch them all together. No, you did. No, you just admitted 
excited that you only watched the I've last watched, two. I've watched, okay, well, I've watched the first one a gajillion times. I have it practically memorized. Here's the problem that a lot of people have is that everyone sits there, like the biggest complaint I've heard from everybody, mm-hmm. you included from okay. our last conversation, mm-hmm. which if you want to know what we're talking about, go to the last sequel episode. I Poop Pennies, where we where we touch upon it very briefly. How do you remember these titles? Because <laughs> I Poop Pennies was a really funny title. And I remember we made that joke and I laughed so, so much. <laughs> it, was, it was a Spider-Man joke. Right, right, right. Anyway. Anyways. Yeah. Um, was I there oh, for that? I don't know. Yeah. Really? Yeah, we were all there. It was when because it was the third. It was the third installment of an episode don't about you remember, sequels. It was sequels you, three. I poop pennies. Oh, you yeah. lost your shit, and Sean, maybe you can in cut in cut with uh, how Roxy lost her shit at the fact that the second episode was about unnecessary sequels. Oh uh, yeah, I like had a and there was like a, a five minute like yeah, you're like just... you did an unnecessary <laughs> sequel to the episode about unnecessary sequels. <laughs> 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 I think it was the heat. I yeah. blame it on yeah. the temperature in the cave uh, at the but time. The uh, a lot of people bitch and complain about the fact that they're like, oh, they just made money to try to do the main sequels mm. to make money, which is not true at all. No, I didn't say they, that. They, they went to Warner Brothers mm-hmm. originally and were like, the Wachowski siblings, because now one of them. Yeah, is you say the Wachowskis, that's how they're known. The Wachowskis. They went, to the, they went to the Warner Brothers and were like, hey, we got this trilogy idea. And Warner Brothers was like, oh, oh, oh well, let's. Let's pump the brakes. Let's, let's Slow do it. your let's, well, girlfriend. Let's do one movie and see how it is. Because Rosie <laughs> Perez is at the head of Warner Brothers. Obviously, Rosie Perez is there. What you think I'm going to do? You think I'm going <laughs> to put the money in? You think I can just give you three movies? <laughs> Nuh-uh. Mm-mm, conyo. <laughs> That's exactly how the Wachowski brothers presented themselves. Rosie Perez was there. We've also found that Sean does a very good Rosie Perez. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Wachowskis, there's no way you're going to share that lotto ticket with anybody else but me, okay? That was an awesome movie. Bridget Fonda does not get any of this money, okay, baby? <laughs> okay, baby. Oh, my God. Oh, that Lord. was an uh, excerpt from It Could Happen to You starring Nicolas Cage oh. and Rosie Perez. Such a good Nicolas okay, Cage. Okay, so back one. to the main Yeah, I was so like, back to the point, guys. So how do we... Uh, so. You didn't even finish your point. So my point is, no, the Wachowskis wanted to do an entire trilogy. world. They wanted right. to do an entire trilogy. They had this idea of this expanded universe. Right. right. And I personally believe that looking at it, having watched all three of them just recently, because I hadn't watched them in probably a good couple of years at this point. Yeah. So having to do the research for this episode, I, I gained so much of a more, I gained appreciation for these for these movies even more. So because I remember watching them going like, these are great. But I was also like, you guys are great. I'm like, let's, let's, let's talk about it in homeschool. Um, <laughs> homeschool? Homeroom, whatever. Uh, but Dave was homeschooled. It, it just finally came out. <laughs> it just all makes sense. All I danced with my mom at the prom. <laughs> my dad made fun of my dick in the shower. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But, wow. <laughs> it really is all coming out of the woodwork for you, Dave. Sorry, that was more of a reference to movie 43. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, hey, honey, come look how weird this guy's dick is. But the point is, is that I just, watching them again, I felt like this is a really solid story from beginning to end. If you look at it from as one cohesive story mm-hmm. instead of three separate entries... It's a really solid story and it's a really solid movie because the point of a movie and the point of art, right, is that it gets people talking. Yeah. And this movie is a smart, smart, smart movie masked with kung fu and action and influences from, you know, like John Woo and a lot of the Hong Kong greats and everything of that sort. So it's it, it's a very smart movie that has this the, the ability to have this kind of discussion that we are about Mass to Mass appeal, baby. Sarah. I'm going to say this. 
and I'm very aware that I'm going to sound like a complete snob when I say it. And like, I... like when you say most things. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy okay, and Daddy are fighting. Sarah, Sarah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound like no. A Sarah, <laughs> stick to your guns, woman. Oh, oh, okay. And then, secondly, why are you always playing the victim? Oh, I see the fire lit. Oh, the fire in her eyes is a blaze. Oh, look at her. Oh my God. The okay, smoke. I'm sorry. Please don't rip my soul oh my. out through the computer. I'm really about to right Does now. Does anybody have a fire extinguisher? I think you just lit Sarah on fire. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's a joke, guys. Mm-hmm. It was Anywho. A joke. Yeah, it's called. These are called jokes. Yeah. These are jokes. Just yeah. It's don't 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 mistake playing the victim for trying to avoid conflict. <laughs> yeah, bitch. So now the it's a smart movie, yes, but it's like it's like your freshman year stoner college roommate level of smart. Like are you talking about right. the first some of us that's really fucking all. smart. And by that I mean I, me. I mean no, I mean really, it's it's heavy handed metaphor. It's not I mean, I, I do like the, like, it's creative. It's definitely a creative dystopian novel type situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very Phil K. Dick. But it's, but it. Are you guys talking about the first movie or the trilogy? I'm I think at this point we're talking about well. a trilogy. Okay, so yeah. it's a. Well, it's maybe a, we should do like a, a, everyone give their opinion about the trilogy and yeah. they can break it down. Yeah. Yeah, good Cause, idea. Because I think, I think that the first one established a lot of really good stuff. The Christ metaphor, strong, but. But it was a really good concept. It's just when it went from this tiny little ragtag group of rebellious people and then the world got expanded, um, I felt like it got a little messy. Mm. And then I felt like by the time that the third one happened, I didn't care anymore. And (laughs) the third movie was pretty boring for me. Like it just be it just was it was just boring. It was just pointless action that I actually fell asleep through. Wow. Because it was just it felt like just watching a crappy video game to me. Mm. So yeah. Sorry I know, like Sean's now trying to set me on fire through the <laughs> thing. But that's but that's my personal take on it. I loved the way that the first one set everything up and I thought it had a lot of potential, but I think it got a little bit I don't know. I feel like the scope of it got too big for itself. I have to agree with you, Sarah, on a lot of points. Um, personally, I felt stylistically this film, yeah. this trilogy, this whole through line of how they kept the style of the film, the the screenplay, the score, um, the leather fetish, the leather. I mean, yeah, I was I was gonna say everybody's dressed <laughs> like they're going to a concert where. Marilyn Manson and the Chemical Brothers are both playing. It's a yeah, very... and apparently they have some serious yeah. light sensitivity because oh, everybody's yeah. wearing sunglasses. Oh yeah, the Matrix is bright off. as fuck. It's so green, <laughs> so green, you guys, so green. Um, but that, that being, being the said, episode title, it was successful in that sense, and it spawned this whole kind of like genre mm-hmm. of really passionate like sci-fi nerdism. Well, like, it's, it's cyberpunk. Yeah, exactly. It's one of the most distinct versions yeah. of a cyberpunk story. I was gonna say do you know any other films or any hackers. other like how, well besides hackers i mean the fact that it's like three succinct films you know part of a huge swordfish those aren't popular though those are very like <laughs> swordfish the is matrix is hackers is pretty hackers was swordfish pretty was really popular do you know how many tickets yeah holly berry's tits sold oh stop it that's true but you guys yeah. reloaded reloaded is the most um, successful R-rated film of all time. Yep. Wow. So box wait, office wait, wait, receipts. Wait, 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 wait. More than the Passion of the Christ. More than the Passion of the Christ. Wow. There are more God. nerds than Christians. True yeah, fact. Yeah, dude. 
<laughs> and I really like the fact that the Matrix series really sp- like sparked this discussion about spirituality. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. and like that concept of good versus evil, and the ability to control your thoughts, and the impact that you know brainwashing in our society can have, and how important it is to really like stick to your guns and. I really liked the Christ allegory that it followed um, with Neo being the one. Right. So I just thought like overall the three films had a really, were really successful as a complete package where you, you want to finish, you want to see this story, you know, end. And I like Sean, how you talked about in your notes, how each film has this theme, you know, birth, um, living your life to the fullest and then death. death. Yeah. And how each film really successfully kind of like, encompassed those themes whether or not some of it was kind of kitschy and sort of just like convoluted yeah and the dialogue being not so great especially by the end not so great i agree um but there were some profound moments throughout that i really appreciated like namely the parts with um the oracle oh god the oracle was great yeah she was every part with the oracle Awesome. Uh Yeah. So there are some moments of real clarity, and I will give Hugo Weaving credit. This was his breakthrough role. And he really, I mean, nobody had really given him credence up until until this point as an actor. Him as Agent Smith, I mean, uh, one of the best on screen performances of all time. I Mm -hmm. got to give him that. Mr. Anderson. Yeah. Iconic. Mr. Anderson. (laughs) All right, Sean. So, Sean, what's your what's your take? What's your Uh, well, my take is that I do believe that the that the sequels are definitely lesser films compared to the first one, but as as one story, I think that it is a valiant effort, and there there they I think that the only problem with it is that they tried to do too much, and so they have all these ideas that they present in the first film, right? And the first film. Is a, is a nearly perfect film and works by itself. You didn't even have to have a sequel I to agree. it. I agree. I agree. Exactly. And so when you add more onto it and then it changes so much because you all of a sudden like, we didn't get to see Zion at all in the first one. So yeah. that whole idea is completely foreign to you when you go see Reloaded for the first time. And <laughs> we could have left out the fucking Zion rave slash sex scene, which oh, is totally unnecessary. it went on way yeah. too long. I know. Okay, yeah. I will, I have a, I will I have say a this. counterpoint to that. I wait, will... wait, wait, I'm not done. Okay. We'll All right. There. Hold on to that. Thought. So oh, yeah. the problem I think that the movie had is the first one introduced all these amazing ideas and they were just specific yet just vague enough that they resonated with a lot of people. And then they tried too hard to maintain that vague but also awkwardly specific way to approach all these ideas throughout the whole movie that it kind of got jumbled and it, it fell short in some certain areas. I, I guess it kind of felt like in that second movie, though, it wasn't it wasn't vague. It was never vague. It was purpose, sense of purpose, purpose. You have purpose, and purpose was said like every other line. I got your purpose. Like right I here. fucking get it. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, but yeah. I'm talking about like in the first one where the Oracle tells Neo, it's like, hey Neo, guess what? You just ain't the one. Yeah. And then he goes out and he's like, Morpheus, I have to tell you what she told me, and he just goes, she told you exactly what you needed to hear. Dude. And it's like, that's so fucking vague. Like, you don't... Okay, so wait. So so he's supposed to not believe that he's the one so he can truly become the one? That's exactly it. That was exactly it. Well, Dave, what's your counterpoint to his original thought about the 
the, the sex scene, sex scene okay. with the rave. I think the rave, I will agree that it's a very gratuitous, very like, let's see Long. some nips and people. Yeah. I just was, the, look, the amount of sweat that was coming out, I felt like <laughs> I needed to take a shower. Somebody saw that one with their parents. <laughs> I'm just saying. And how many close-ups of muddy feet do we need? I was like, oh wait, did we just cut, did they just cut in some fucking Woodstock documentary footage? <laughs> here? But here's the reason why the sex scene was necessary was because it... For me, the way that I took it was that, right, he's got that moment where, like, she reaches ecstasy and she makes a certain face. And, like, for him, it's like he's trying to have this semblance of normalcy being this guy who's like, okay, I'm now this one person. I've got these cool things that I can do. But it's like, what the fuck does that mean? Mm -hmm. And I've got this one person who, after being told that the entire world that I had was a fucking lie... Now I'm living in this new world and it's weird. And I got this one woman who shares it with me and we love each other. And all of a sudden it's like him losing her means that he's losing that normalcy in a world that's chaotic. And so that sex scene I felt like was necessary because it kind of showed, albeit a little long, was was a, was a way to kind of show like, hey, we're normal. And it's like, oh, fuck, we're not normal because I, I know something. Like it yeah. could or could not happen. Yeah, sir. So I think actually the biggest point of the scene, um, if you look at the what the scene is actually titled in the, you know, DVD whatever thing. STD. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's uh, celebrating humanity. Oh. And I think that was the point of that. It was supposed to be celebrating what it is to be human, right? Including love, which is something that another really heavy-handed theme that they throw in for the whole thing is. Because the thing that makes Neo different than a program is that he can is because love. he can experience love, and that's and the whole overarching thing of the third one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The whole point of the end of the movie is that what makes Neo so different is he chooses love over saving humanity. Right. Yeah. yeah. I I think really if we if we Barf. wanted to like break it down, I really think that this is not that Neo is our is our is our guide. He's our conduit into the story. Yeah. But really, it's a story about. The Oracle versus the architect. Yeah. Yep, I, I, I say I loved that part of the end. Mm. And, and like that alone. It was like the book of Job. <laughs> it was, t okay, because I'm a Lost fanatic, it was literally either the Lost guys like took that subconsciously, but that idea that there are two pieces of the, of the, of the game who are trying to play against each other. Like the architect is all about like, Everybody is going to be, you know, in a mechanism and they have a purpose and it's this way and it's all structured and blah, blah, blah. And the Oracle's like, uh, no, people should have free choice. Life is chaos. But wait, yeah. it, don't you find it super crazy and very clever that they're both programs. They're both made yeah. by machines. And that's what's so great about it. And so the, the combination of those two actually creates a world that organic life can accept and live in. Right. Yeah. In their heads. Right. That's why I think, because I was I was trying to do as much research as possible for this, and I came across a theory that really Zion is another Matrix within the Matrix, mm -hmm. in the sense that it, it, it was kind of convoluted because it was definitely like, okay, guys, like one person said this one thing, well, they had their foot up, so that totally meant this kind of thing, <laughs> but it was it was basically saying that you've got this world where these programs are starting to feel like the guy that he meets at the train station in the yeah. third yeah. one, right? Mm -hmm. He says, oh, we created this daughter because we wanted to, because we have love. And he's like, you can't fucking love. Like, you're he a fucking love program. love is a word. It's what it represents. Exactly. And that's what the Oracle represents, is that she represents this idea that, like, sure, I'm a fucking program, but I don't always agree with what's happening within this world. Like, well, yeah, and, and I mean, they created AI, creating AI and then AI destroying 
the Earth after we darken the skies, as ne- Morpheus says, obviously trying to nuke them, uh, 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 means uh, uh. that the say the it a- as Morpheus. It was us that blackened the sky. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it, oh boy. so they're artificial intelligence. So they are self-aware. They do have the capacity, right, to feel for feeling. And but that- but you're what you're saying is this: the creation of these programs. Be- they had to give them free will and choice, just like they gave the people that were in the system free will and choice. Right. Hmm. Well, I think that's so, what it, that's what the different iterations of the Matrix were. Okay. Right. The first. Oh well, yeah. The like, first one was a utopia was where it was a, perfect and it failed. Then and the second failed. one was hell on earth because they built it based on all of the horrible atrocities that humanity has been responsible for. And then he just kind of improved upon from there until he got to that point. But it was after the second one that the Oracle was then created or then yep. made herself known and was like, hey, um, what if you did this? And so it, that's when it really becomes a, a game against good. That, that's the good versus evil. Like we're watching it through, you know, Neo and Agent, Smith is, uh, Agent Smith's eyes. Like that's, that's the fight that we're watching. But really, this is like an age old fight between these two programs, these two characters who are using Agent Smith and who are you? Well, they're sort of using Agent Smith, and she's using Neo to be like, okay, you. The, mm. If you can show them that humans can have, the humans aren't all you know bad, and that mm-hmm. we can coexist and blah blah blah. Like you're gonna be that fucking symbol. But she has to be. She can't just be. She can't just go in and be like, hey man, you're gonna save the world one day. Good luck. Like she has to be super vague about it, which is why her character is so well great. That, yeah, that's mm. what makes the Oracle really good is that she's subtle. Right. She is one. She's, she's the seeds. one of the only parts of this movie series that's subtle. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, you know, the question. Like, okay, we're on, you're on the right track, that kind of thing. And I feel like, like actually, that's probably my biggest issue with this whole series is that. Like visually, it's very artistic, yeah, and that's extremely appealing. It's it looks it like. looks great, yeah. but well, with the exception of sun scenes, which are really cartoony. Well, they wanted to, <laughs> they wanted to base it off of the anime, and like they, the right, Wachowski right. brothers loved anime. Well, they're so. comic book they're comic book creators yes. inherently. Yeah, um, no. but the but the problem is, is I guess in its messaging and its metaphor and the whole point of it, mm-hmm. the story. It wasn't subtle at all. Like, yeah. and and I guess because uh, I guess even the scope wouldn't have been bad if they had maybe kind of pulled it back a little bit on the dialogue. I guess because I'm I'm like thinking about it in my head. If I'm comparing the sense of scope, and you compare it to something like The Hunger Games, mm. it's the same idea. You start small, and then in your second and third installments, you get bigger. Yeah. Um. And so that, and then it like the third one is the big, big battle scene for for freedom, right? It all makes True sense. That. So it kind of follows the same structure as it should as a story. Mm. But I guess, yeah, I guess it was just the fact that it was like, hey, sense of purpose, dirt, 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 love, dirt, 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 and it like didn't feel, it didn't feel like it was making the audience work. It was like, let me put it on a silver platter for you. Yeah, I mean, I kind of I have to say like. It did make catching on to what the message of the film was way too easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, another problem I had, even though, okay, I want to, I, we've already said this. I enjoy the trilogy. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's not perfect. Just like Dave does. Yeah, Dave. Papa D approves. And you guys are totally al- allowed to like it. Yes. Yeah. So, but just the, the, big, the big problem I had with the second movie and the end of the second movie, even though I think it's brilliant, like that whole part with the architect, even though it's extremely verbose. And for someone who 
may not be as well versed in English as the rest of us. They probably had to sit there with like a, a dictionary and be like, what the, okay, all right. Huh? <laughs> what is anomaly it, which you mean? can't do in the theater. But I felt like the problem I had with that movie and the end of it is the same problem I had with Dead Man's Chest in Pirates of the Caribbean is which they jerk you off so hard <laughs> and you throw all these ideas at you at the very end to make you like, after I saw Reloaded the first time, I was like, holy fucking shit. What the fuck? What the fuck? Like, what's yeah. going to happen? What's And then it seems like when the, fir- the third one starts, they, they don't really directly answer any of the questions. Right. Six months you, later. Yeah. It's, and the same thing happened with Dead Man's Chest. That's a whole other podcast. And that, is, and that is kind of weird, isn't it? It's like, how does Neo get the ability to do some of the shit that he does in The Matrix in... The real, real world. And then, and that's okay. That also was a thing that just seemed oh. really weird to me was like he, him sitting in the ship, you know, blind, like just holding out his hand, doing whatever force shit that he was trying to do. Well, and no, it just, first, first it he stops the sentinels. First he stops the sentinels outside yeah. the ship. Yeah. I and know. then after he gets his eyes gouged out, he can mm-hmm. see everything like the Matrix except yeah. it's right. code. It's fire. I, that was Well, cool. yeah, no, and I got that. Oh, oh. The Oracle felt- explained, though, that he is so tied into the Matrix being the one and because of his unique love and understanding that he is, like, his connection is so deep he can control Right, I'm Everything. just saying that the scene where he's in the ship, in the cockpit of the ship, with he's Trinity, like, trying to run into the... And he's like, ugh, ugh. And also, like, that whole third... Like, Keanu Reeves, touch and go as an actor, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say it. Watch but John Wick. I'm sure, yes, I'm sure John he's great in it. Right. I'm sure he's great in it. The first Matrix... He was awesome. The yes. second Matrix was pretty darn good. By the third one, I was like, do you even care that your girlfriend just died? <laughs> he seemed like he didn't give a shit. Oh, I disagree wholeheartedly. I was like, wow. He cared enough at like... the end of the first one, okay. or the second one, I just love you too damn much. Cha. 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 <laughs> Hold on, before, before we dive in, let's, let's, let's deconstruct, like, the for, like, let's go through all of them and just kind of see, like, not, like, yeah. super we don't need thesis to go, level. We don't need to go plot-wise, do we? No, 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 no. Okay. Well, okay if here's the plot. Man versus machine. <laughs> yeah. Done. Yeah, done. Yeah, basically. If you guys, if you guys basically. haven't watched the Matrix trilogy, you probably should have said this beginning. But the go first watch movie. It. Yeah. Ah, first one. Man versus self for the first half. Oh, yeah. yeah. Alice and the White Rabbit. Yep. Oh, and I, I didn't I, even talk about like the Plato's allegory of the cave, yeah. which is what it being developed Matrix, into. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got okay. Well, we've got archetypes. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you've got Neo as the chosen one, who's kind of like the Jesus character. Yeah. And then um, who is the one that's the Judas character? That's Cipher. Cipher. What a great performance, Joey. Joey Pantoliano. He's so great. You I guys. know this steak is not real. <laughs> I know it. I I, but I like that whole. Co- that was a really. Cypher was great. See Cypher that that awesome. conversation was a good way of doing the whole ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Do you take a bite of the apple from the tree of knowledge sort of thing? That was like a really good way of doing it. My only question. Subtlety. My only Subtlety. question with that is right. Usually takes about another person to help jack you into the matrix. How the fuck did he do that by himself? He was already in. They all went in. He had that separate phone. Remember that he dropped into the garbage can to get himself out. What a great chase sequence! Getting to the phone. Oh my god! One of the greatest sequences. The action sequences in the first one were stellar. My favorite. Yeah. While as much as I love the lobby scene because I think it's just a really great shoot 'em up kind of thing, like (laughs) it makes shoot 'em up the actual movie Uh look like a play date with like two kids. (laughs) Like it's like we're gonna play cops and robbers. That was the first time we saw him do the whole backbend thing. Yeah. That was great. Bullet time. 
They created shit how to many, make this movie great. How many of us as kids like tried to imitate that whole like, in the pool all the time? I'm in the Matrix, bro. And I didn't do that in the pool. I did that like on asphalt, and I <laughs> sustained some injuries. Well, Sarah, Sarah, I was a rather large, rotund child, so <laughs> he needed any, some anti gravity. Any, any chance of me going like this would be like. <laughs> I'd just be like, okay, somebody sit right behind me. Nobody. I'm gonna bend over. <laughs> but I was gonna say the best the Iconic. best part I liked was when they were in the walls. Ooh, yeah. So when yeah. they were in the wall that that whole sequence of them like trying they're to They're in like, the walls! Yeah. And then the fight between Morpheus and Agent Smith was oh. like, it was yeah. raw, it was brutal, mm-hmm. it was Although, amazing. Although, Lawrence Fishburne turned up the cheese a little bit with his, like, shaking, bleeding, like... Yeah, well, like, <laughs> that's called being method, Sean. Oh, Jeez. I'm sorry. I was, you know, I didn't... Cheese and crackers, Sean. Cheese and crackers. No, but that the, the, the action sequences are great. Mm-hmm. The 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 subtlety is what's wonderful about that movie. No, 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 no. The subtlety of, of, of the message of the movie is what you... Blend yeah, in just reality said. In the first in with, one. Yeah. In the first one. That's what we're talking subtle, about. Yes. Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? Because it's reality. Yeah, I'm talking about the first one. And then we're, we're I just... Going, going. I know. You just went from the action sequences and then you went into subtle. I'm like, the action sequences were anything but subtle. No, the, the, action, se- <laughs> the action sequences were over the top and larger than life, which made them really compelling right. in that yeah. regard. And that's why I think... The first one is a great sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic sci-fi movie. Sure. It takes the traditional yeah. like man versus machine overarching story, right? Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. And then it gives it this this infusion of okay, we're going to give you things to think about mm-hmm. about life and about like what is real and blah 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 like those philosophical questions are great. And then you infuse them into an action movie and they married the two so well that you're like fuck, I'm a fucking Yeah, because genius. honestly, where's my PhD? <laughs> it's got to be tough to do that because you have to introduce these philosophical ideas and then hope during this long action scene that, that people don't get it. so numbed by it that they totally forget what you talked exactly. about five minutes True. ago. Yeah, and, then, and then when you introduce them, introduce it in a way that someone's going to be like, I'm out. This is a thinking movie. Fuck this. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. else was completely grossed out by the scene in the car when they when have they to the thing suck out of the oh, bug oh, out of oh, his oh. stomach? Yeah, that was awesome. Holy oh, shit, that gnarly. thing's real? <laughs> it became like an alien movie for me in that moment. <laughs> it really did, right? Definitely gross. I yes. think it's unrealistic. They would have just had it crawl up his asshole. They just couldn't <laughs> show that in the movie. <laughs> who else? Who else, as a kid with their big scientific calculators, just went ahead and fucking typed in a bunch of zeros and ones and zeros and ones and yeah. zeros and ones, and then let that shit scroll for days? <laughs> you know, like you were in the fucking matrix I'm in the middle of that class. That opening scene was great, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. the I will say of the like while I enjoy the entire trilogy, the two opening sequences for the the, the two follow ups yeah. were a little like, huh? Like this was great because it was like you see the Matrix and you're like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And then it starts. It's like, oh, we're doing a trace of a call. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And just that whole thing and like yeah. the amount from a writing perspective, what they told you in that thirty seconds of just pure dialogue between Cipher and Trinity yeah. was brilliant. Yeah, because it was short. It was sweet, and it set up everything that was going to happen in this movie that we were going to see. And stylistically, the way they made everything look with the screens and with that code, like it was timeless. Like you never felt like, oh, this movie's dated because this technology. Like even a movie like Alien, you're like, uh, it's a little dated technology, but this looks like it's timeless. It's right. this post-apocalyptic, completely separate version of technology. Exactly. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. And then the training sequence of... Oh, I know Kung Fu. I know Kung Fu. Stop Kung trying Fu. to hit me and hit me. Do you think that's air? <laughs> <laughs> 
when he when he tells him finally like so how what actually is real that whole sequence when he goes like just reducing us down to this and he pulls up like a duracell that whole sequence too was just mm-hmm. like yeah right. <laughs> brain matter everywhere <laughs> i'm gonna vomit too keanu let's vomit and hold each other's hair during this during this moment you know, so let's been... talk about the fighting for wait, a minute. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay, I just, sorry. I'm sorry. No, I just had a really interesting thought. Because the movie, the second movie, is six months after the first movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. I wonder what it would have been like had they set the second movie a lot more immediate. Mm. So, See, like, I don't think so... they could have. No, they could well, have. Well, no, no. Well, I mean, maybe not. Maybe it would have just been too not much Not with the way together. they were going with the story. Yeah, maybe it just would have been too much they to get through. To fast but I feel like what made the introducing the ideas in the first movie work so well is because uh, Neo is the conduit for the information for the audience. So it still is okay, but I but I feel like because like like Sean said, like it's kind of weird when we first see Zion because it's like. We're now just being influxed with this whole other concept of this of what's going it on. It was in a the bit abrupt. Really. It is really yeah. abrupt. See, I yeah, didn't and think it was also abrupt. I think what Sarah's getting at too is that you have the first movie, and then there's six months in between the first and the second, and then the second and the third happen in the span of seventy two hours. Yeah, yeah. Because they're yeah. like, oh, the fucking they're digging yeah. down here. We got seventy two hours for Neo to save everyone. Right. So why could why couldn't they have sort of introduced Zion and then kind of shown all of that work that was going on in the second movie, kind of happening? They could have totally made the last two movies into like a two-parter, and there could have. There, oh, I kind of see like maybe the second Matrix movie being. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like four instead of three. Immediately after what you're talking sure, about. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, then the six months after concept being the last two movies. I, I mean, I honestly think that you probably could have crammed it into one because I think there was a lot of really unnecessary dialogue and in and, the first movie, in the in the second two movies. There's yeah. a lot of unnecessary characters too. Like I love Jada Pinkett Smith in the yeah. movie, but Niobe, like, her yeah, story, Niobe with Locke and all that stuff. Yeah. Like they, un- and that some was of the council, un- you could have left it all out. Unnecessary characters, unnecessary dialogue, scenes that were dragged on too long. Yeah. Like there's yeah. a lot. Oh, of stuff and the that like tank, tank's wife. Yeah. Like See? the wife who's like making all the like making the shells and staying yeah. in Zion even though they're all going deeper. Oh yeah. There's there's a lot of stuff that they could have trimmed. Hold on. Let's what? let's finish. Are we gonna move on to the second one then? Because he wanted well, to talk about to the talk, action. We can talk about the action sequence. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to talk just, about the fight. No, that was just I an agree. interesting point. Because that's an interesting point. I think it would have changed the story and would have right. made it, it more digestible. And you know what? They made up for that in the anime um, short the films. Animatrix, yeah. The Animatrix. Yeah. The Animatrix that came out in between. So in between Which the filled first in the second. gaps of what happened between yeah. one and two. I agree. And if you were a hardcore of... Matrix nerd and you really wanted to fill in even more gaps, you could have played the Enter the Matrix video game. I did. I played, you know what? That that game was okay, but was the Path good. of Neo game was way better. Nice. Well, yeah, because you're playing as Neo. And, oh, that fucking staircase thing where you're going through all the different, like, MC Escher doors and stairs. <laughs> Still, I, it took me so long to beat that part. So thank goodness that it, within this universe, there were plenty of opportunities for gaps to be filled, and for fans yeah. to find out the answers. And I think that was actually, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think that was, like, the first time that that had actually happened, where it did a cross... In that kind of genre, because I was reading somewhere that, like, the Enter the Matrix game was the first video game that was actually run by the Wachowskis, mm-hmm. and it was 
part of the overarching story yeah. that filled in those gaps. I, and I it guess, had real and cinematic moments. I don't think that's moments. true. Yeah. It I had real we... cinematic moments, like real parts of the movie that like you could have put into the movie that were happening during the course of the three movies. I yeah, I guess I want to say that the that I felt like the second and third move second and third installments didn't do anything for the cause to make people compelled to go fill in some of those gaps. For mm. some people. Mm. For some people. I enjoyed watching the anime films. I thought they were pretty I good. Thought, and the animation in them are... Yeah. Oh, the Animatrix is dope. It was yeah. dope. The Animatrix, thank you. Because uh, the action was awesome. Speaking of action everywhere. Great segue. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, once again, I'll, I'll re- reiterate this. I love, I love the trilogy. But <laughs> I, I, I the first it. movie, all the kung fu is... <laughs> It, it is so solid. Everybody's following through. The punches look real and everything. And then when the reloaded starts and you see Neo fighting those agents at the first time, and he's like, mm, upgrades. It looks so choreographed compared yeah. to the first one where it's just, it looks like soft motions and like it, it's well choreographed, but it doesn't look like they're following through with their punches and it or their kicks and it looks too staged. Yeah. Mm. I love the part at the end of the first one though where he's like, as he's like hitting them off because he's just like, Oh, when oh. he does like that, like oh, yeah, he turns he and just uses one back. arm and doesn't even look at him. Yeah, and it, mm. but it's like kind of cool because it's like there's this look on his face where he's like, "I'm fucking doing this, yeah," <laughs> you know. And it's and now I know like, kung fu. I know, right? Kung it's, fu. it's like that that like really good surprised look that Keanu Reeves does. Um, <laughs> it's like Bill, which is his, which is kind of like his his it's his resting surprise face. Yes. <laughs> resting surprise face. Um, Bill as Weston Jr. RSF. Um, <laughs> And so, and so I feel like, I feel like that, yeah, he kind of lost that in that second one where, yeah, it feels choreographed. He's just like, whatever, dup, 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 I'm just doing this now. I don't know. I didn't feel like he cared very much when actually when Mor- Morpheus was doing his fight scenes, like uh, the one on top of the big rig in the third one or second, second one, one um, when they're trying to get the, the high, key. Yeah, get, get the key master. Yeah. Um, the last exile. Uh, mm-hmm. When, when he was fighting on top of the truck, like. He he was like, no, we're fucking doing this. Like he looked like he was super into it. Like For as far as an sure. actor goes, I liked that performance a lot better what's, than I liked most of Keanu in the second. What's third. what's interesting is that Keanu had like had surgery on his neck, like right before they shot the first Matrix, Ooh. and like I guess they had to like fuse his like two discs in his neck together, Oof. and so like the entire time that you watch like him like training for it, that's why most of his stunts are just a lot of punching. because he couldn't kick and he couldn't do a lot of that and like they're doing all the training and he's like you know just trying to make himself like just push through it all I mean the amount of injuries that they went through oh they sustained so much like Hugo Weaving pulled a disc because of a of a wire thing like Carrie Carrie Fisher broke a leg wrong movie Carrie Fisher (laughs) Moss. <laughs> she wishes she was in that. She wishes. No, she doesn't. I know. Uh, thank God. you, Sarah. Carrie. So much hate. No, so I'm just saying Carrie Fisher would not have wanted to be in this movie. Carrie Fisher. What if we gave her a bunch of Coke? Probably. Carrie Ann ah, <laughs> Moss apparently did a lot of her own stunts. She did. And she broke her leg during the filming of like one certain action sequence. Apparently in one moment, um, it took her six months of training to accomplish what it was, was the scorpion the kick. The scorpion kick. In the yeah, beginning really of the second one. Sick move. Oh, Which is so, a sick move. Such so a rad. badass yeah. just what's woman. Your, Sean, what's your favorite fight scene in the whole series? In oh. the whole series? Yes. Jeez, that's a big Be question. Specific. Ooh. Ooh. 
shit. What about the last one when they Honestly, go Super Saiyan? Honestly, it's a tie. It's a tie. <laughs> it's a tie between the, even though it's a little more stage looking, the the staircase in the second one with all like the medieval weapons. Yeah. Okay. Against the vampire dudes. The yeah. werewolf guys. <laughs> werewolf guys. <laughs> um, and then the end of the first one. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 In the uh in the in the subway, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I gotta say the final boss battle for me. The final boss battle. Just <laughs> Mr. Smith and Keanu, dude. I know? loved where they just go super sane in the whole fucking town. Yeah. <laughs> they even went blonde, no joke. <laughs> I'll tell you though, I did I will say, as much as I love the trilogy as a whole, I do agree that there are flaws, right? Mm-hmm. And the one flaw that really bothers the fuck out of me is like you've got you, you you did like what I, I equate like the first one to like the independent movie yeah. where it was like it was smaller mm-hmm. and it was, you know, they gave him a little bit of a budget and they were like, go, go, go make your movie. Have, have fun, fun, guys. <laughs> and then when it was like, look at the return, they're like, look, here's more. Like, uh-huh. go make, go make the other two. Mm-hmm. And so you've got all this money at your disposal. And yet during the fight scene between Agent Smith and what they call the, the burly brawl, the burly brawl, the burly brawl. You can't. Which one is that? That's the one where he fights like the eighty Mister Smith. Oh my god, yeah. so bad! I was like, After talking to the Oracle on the roof, yeah. I was like, oh my "Are god, you?" I was so like, bad. "Seriously? You can't well, it gets, make it those starts graphics out. better." Yeah. It starts yeah. out really Fine. good though. It does. It starts out really good, and then as soon as they are like, "All right, we're about to turn it up to fucking 11, 11. and like all of a sudden <laughs> you're like, and it's a cartoon, and then they I try mean, to cut to pieces of like live action to make, and I'm like. No, don't no. try to fucking mess yeah. the part where the part where he's like swinging around one of the Smiths like in a circle to hit the other six Smiths. I was um, like, what? What? I even, <laughs> what? Here, I even put down here too is that when he does that and he lets that Smith go and, and he, he hits like, him, goes flying, it makes like, a bowling. It sound. makes a bowling ball sound. Uh, yeah, it, it makes sounds, like yeah. he hit pins, and I was like, who <laughs> approved that <laughs> sound apparently, effect? Apparently, apparently, crew. Exactly, it's Warner <laughs> Brothers. Throw it, guys, Warner guys, Brothers. You know what's gonna what make this sound have? effect? Do we have guys? <laughs> don't you think make this scene have a little bit more um let's see uh you mean like uh like fun yeah fun let's um let's make it have like a bowling sound yeah. oh that's great and then afterwards let's have like an acme anvil just fall on top of one of the smiths <laughs> as well oh yeah, hold on oh, gr- no it's fine it's it just says it detected feedback what that's do i do dad. So apparently, GarageBand cannot handle whistling. Sorry, GarageBand cannot handle Looney Tune sound effects. <laughs> Dogs can. So I think so. The first one, we're, we're all on board with the first one. Yeah, yeah. the first okay. one's great. Yeah. So let's talk about the second one. Okay. <laughs> Pretty cool opening, right? <laughs> Trinity again kicking some major ass. She's got this great like scorpion kick, which we talked about. You go, girl. And she like blows up a whole building with one motorcycle, apparently. <laughs> so and bad. then <laughs> she's falling for like a day and a half. Yep. Yes. Chase as, a, as an agent follows her shooting, and then she gets. I mean, like, and a, I'm sorry, both of them have freaking terrible aim. They're like directly parallel with each but other. But that's like, but that's like every action movie, though. Like, did it? Did it's it? Some like Charlie effect. Sheen yeah, I mean, parody movie cool. do the same they just, thing? They, where just, they just stood in front of each other, like firing the guns. They got shooting. <laughs> they got shooting tips from the A team. That's all. They put clearly. A-team. Well, Sarah, you try jumping out of a building and firing at somebody. Okay. Okay? Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. If you can kind of bend the rules of the Matrix, then you should be able to fucking shoot someone. She can't fly. She's not the one. No, but... She just looks good in life. But she can still do some cool, like, gravity-defying shit. Don't don't try to shoot the agent. That would be impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Instead, make the agent fall in front of the bullet. (laughs) 
<laughs> Can I well say Well done. Well done. <laughs> Can I just say though, I wasn't really feeling the the patent leather outfit. You weren't feeling the leather? I I don't no no. It's fine if it's leather. Uh, I just don't like the patent leather. Oh Ooh. yeah. It was too shiny. Yeah. I will say I do like more like spandexy. His, more like I love how he went to like this almost kind of Asian inspired like Duster? Tunic, yeah, thing. And I was like, okay, I guess that works. And then there's like fucking Morpheus where he's like, fucking purple shirt and green tie. Oh my, what no, up? dude, I love He Mor- was the best dressed like, out Morpheus, of all of them. And Morpheus had like the little like, like, yeah, garter the little thing garter things on his, his, his That was badass. That was great. Fashion tips. I know, he, likes, <laughs> From the he looked like a 30s gangster. I was like, that <laughs> shit's rad. So the second one revolves around them getting intel that the machines are digging into Zion and we get to see Zion more. You get to see Zion, period. Period. Yeah, you do. Which, okay, I don't understand. I didn't think it was abrupt at all. I thought they talked about it. It was only natural that they go in and they visit Zion. Like... Well, of course. That, but then what, I don't understand what you mean by it, it was wasn't, abrupt. It wasn't an introduction for the audience into Zion. It what? was... Yeah, it was... Neo's already been there a bunch of times before. So? Catch up, guys. Yeah, yeah they do felt... introduce it and do an establishing shot with music yeah. that is like... Look at this shit. You're seeing it for the first time. <laughs> Holy fucking it, it, like, shit. It, but it's still... It's a dinosaur. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I still felt like it could have been... Like, I don't know how the people in Zion live. I know how some of the higher-ups live. I don't know how the people in Zion live. I don't they know. all wear tunics and they all dance to fucking drum music yeah. with fire. Actually, here's, here's my question. Um, for all the, you know information that they can just quickly upload into their brain nobody knew how to do nobody like knew how to like be like learn some tailoring skills <laughs> or how to properly time, Sarah. or how to properly weave fabric what are you talking about she wore that like fucking like what appeared to be just one towel that she then crimped at the top that barely covered her breasts <laughs> and showed off her midriff and she's like let's get out of here and let's let's go have a good time party Oh I will God. say the dialogue of when they get to their floor on their on their elevator and she's like, They need you, but I need you. <laughs> that that line I'm just like, Oh, really? What? That was what? the one line? <laughs> the, the one Wow. <laughs> really? I, ah, you of, really did not like this movie. The I I, I was entertained. Uh, I, it, 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 I was it, entertained it, by the second one. By the third one, I was like, "Oh my god, blood!" What would you? Oh. Okay, what would you want? Had like, what would you have like wanted to be better, besides the dialogue, which you've already complained about several times? Mostly the dialogue, because that would have mm. made the story better. Mm-hmm. If they actually just kind of was, if they actually had a good establishment of what was going on in Zion, if we had more of a setup of what was happening in that world. Um, but they did. But go on. I don't feel like it was enough. I don't feel like it was enough. Mm-hmm. And my my personal opinion, Dave. It's not enough of the right things because in certain aspects it's too much of certain things and it's not enough of what we needed. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a story that we were given but not the one that we needed. Yeah. Which, I mean, I mean, we, say this about the, we could say this about both sequels. It's like, and it's something that the Wachowski brothers have struggled with since this movie except for V for Vendetta is – possibly focusing too much on the special effects and the mm-hmm. grandiose action and like putting the story. the story aside for a moment. Yeah. yeah. See, you'd think they'd be able to handle both with two directors. Maybe yeah, they needed I... three. Do they have a cousin, the Wachowski family? Could... <laughs> but, it, but that's, Tom that's, that's really what it was. It was, it was the story. I wanted the story of the last two movies to be better. See, I was, I, I think having not seen it, watching it for the, for this, for the research, 
I found myself completely engrossed in the story and wanting to, to like, I didn't want it to end. And okay. I was, and I was like, and I, I'm not, I'm not saying that your opinion's wrong. No, I know, but uh, you're getting really angry at me. I'm not getting <laughs> yeah, angry. Yeah, Dave. It's called a back heat, off. It's called a debate. We can have a debate. No, but you're like, it's host, it's hostile. I'm not being hostile about it. I mean, Dave, you just threw something at me. Everybody Constant. here saw it. Sarah. Dave, Sarah. Well, calm your tits. Sarah. <laughs> not my tempo. Sarah. Not my tempo. <laughs> Sarah. What? You're playing the victim again. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. Actually, I mostly just want to piss off Dave. That's all. No, you're not oh, so do I. At all. Don't we all? Dave lost his bullshit. <laughs> See, right, Dave, we, Brian's not here, so we have to pick we on We have you. to pick on somebody. Yeah. Oh. We got to put somebody on. Fuck this. you guys. We got to make somebody the scapegoat. When was this like, like, when was this committee made? It was like a, like a secret text message where it was like, if hey, Brian's not going to come, shit on Dave? Yeah, that's shit on Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants burritos? No, oh, I'm upset because but I like, thought they meant it literally, and I they put that tarp down and everything, and it's just... <laughs> Two was, girls, one Dave. <laughs> <laughs> that's... I'm leaving. I am leaving. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Okay, okay, okay. Let's get back on track yeah. here. So, in the second movie, they introduce all these new ideas. You see Zion. You talk more with the Oracle. And you're moving towards, you know, the end of this movie where they tell you Neo has two choices. And he finds out about how the entire Matrix is, like, he's the sixth one. <laughs> He's the yeah. sixth version of this, and he had two choices, and everybody always chooses to save humanity and reboot the system, and it all starts over again. They destroy Zion, love. and then, like Noah's Ark, he gets to pick a handful of people <laughs> and then restart Zion to restart the whole cycle over again. Then the third one comes. Ooh. And the third one is so different Giggity. from yeah. the other two. It's it's Mech Warrior. Remember Mech Warrior? Yeah, it, <laughs> a well, lot of the movie is like robots shooting other robots. Yeah, it's really, really long action sequence that felt tedious. I wanted to play that as a video game, though. Like, I wanted to, to <laughs> defend Zion. Sure, I can see that. But I don't I just... need to watch it over and over again, just like all these little Rasta robots falling in their dreads, <laughs> wiggling in the air. So this this is what happened. This is what happened to me. Whenever... Rasta robots. <laughs> and yes, they did smell like patchouli oil. This... Oh, <laughs> topical. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happened to me when I was watching this third one. I fell asleep. Oh, was this, this, this next time to study for the episode? You fell asleep. Yeah, but I went back and rewatched the stuff that I missed. Oh, okay. Yeah, but She's I diligent. But I, I, I also didn't get much sleep last night. But I felt so I Hell. fell asleep. No, no, <laughs> no, not really, not really. Um, so I, I fell asleep. I woke up and I was like, oh, still action against the Sentinel thingies. Okay, we'll pause. Let me just real quick. I'm gonna go head over to Wikipedia and see what I missed. And uh, I, like, and like the the actual synopsis on Wikipedia is so short because oh that's how little plot actually happens. Yeah, sad. The, the main part in between all that action with the like with the robots is Mr. Smith yeah. escaped out of the Matrix. They got a guy who can do his voice exactly, but has a goatee. Yeah, <laughs> and like he's waiting for his chance. And I love how like. Neo accepts that he can do all this crazy shit even outside the Matrix, but he's sitting there staring at that dude Bane going like, and even though he's given him all the hints, he can't figure out 
But it's Smith. He's like, wait, what? I wait, know. Impossible. Uh, it took what? like took forever, and I was like, he just called you, Mister Anderson. That should have been your moment of realization, and you could have gotten on with it instead of dragging it out another fucking five minutes. Mm. It was, and I had to. So like after I woke up, I like had to go back and like rewatch it, and I ended up just kind of skipping through it a little bit because I was like, action, okay. More action. All right. More action. Okay, finally, the Sanderson thing. Great. Okay, uh, moving on. The action is not that bad. I like the action. The action is good. I mean, it looks yeah. good, but... It doesn't drive the story forward exactly. that much. It's more like, all right, I, filler. Yeah. I feel like every chase action movie has to have at least one moment where they are like running through an apartment building and they like run into some random like Mexican family's apartment and they have to like go through the bathroom <laughs> hey, and be like, is it that? Did he go through that way? Oh, he went through that way. <laughs> sometimes okay, they're Persian. You. Sometimes they're Persian. Gradu- oh, sometimes they're brown. Who cares? But either way, there's some like poor random they're family. They're just running with, like, into your grandma's so what apartment. Would, oh, hey, totally. If, if, if they ran Neo... to Barnabari's yeah. apartment, she would yeah. like pause them and make them eat first and then send them on their way. <laughs> what, would, what would that sound like? Yeah, what would that sound like? And... <laughs> yeah, kidding, kidding, we yeah. just want you to do it. <laughs> you talk about how no. their leather outfits are really nice. Very well. I make all this food and you don't leave. Nah, no, you sit right there. <laughs> what, you vegetarian? You don't need. Okay, I make lamb. Okay, okay, okay. You sit right there, young man. No, 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 no. I don't sit here and wait for you to come and you leave. You stay. Okay, okay. Bosh, let's go. Let's eat. All right. Okay, you want me to cut that up for you? Okay. You want spoon? Nah. Ouch. Whatever. There okay. is no spoon. You want you want Pepsi or Coca Cola? Yeah, Pepsi. I Pepsi, love no Pepsi. I love no no Coke. This is Pepsi only. Pepsi no Coke. No. <laughs> cheeseburger, 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 cheeseburger. <laughs> but seriously, you guys, like, why is there always that kind of action? Sequence? I don't know. It has to be some sort of like comedic, like pause within all the dramatic social commentary i think it all started with ferris bueller's day off when he runs through the house (laughs) 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 that smells delicious no don't get up (laughs) (laughs) seriously dinner's ready it's always like some neo yeah neo's day off and he's just like kung fu kicking people after he jumps on a trampoline and makes it home before Morpheus catches him. Oh, that's genius. That's the fourth one. That's the fourth one no one saw. We got it, guys. Yeah. See, I got to disagree. I think that the third one does have plot. It does. It's not much of one. Nope. I'll give you time to mold that over. No, it... You know the what this is... needs? You know what this argument needs? <laughs> Trial by combat! Trial by combat! No, the thing is, is that you gotta look at the first you gotta look at the last two movies as literally just one film. Because it picks up exactly yeah. where the second one left it's off. That's true. It probably mm. would have been better as one film because you could have cut out all that fucking chaff from the second movie and parts of the third with like Niobe and Locke and stuff. Look, I I mean, I love it too, but I see it. Let's let's be real here. I'm not trying to like change anybody's opinion about this. I'm just trying to have a lively debate. And I feel like we're losing that fact because we keep coming back like, Dave, we understand that you like the movie. (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. It's like, I understand that you don't like the movie. I'm trying to have a fucking debate for the fucking episode, Sarah. I'm trying to devalue you, Dave. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. We're just trying to whittle you down. I actually don't want you to feel invalidated for your opinion. Well, I, I do. I don't feel that. I'm not Kevin. <laughs> I'm all Dave, for invalidation. I don't want you to feel invalidated for your opinions, but every look I give you is going to try as hard as possible to do that. <laughs> Devaluing 101 with Sean Moriarty. I'm no, one. I'm talking about Sarah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. No, that's, no, I got that. He's 
trying to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Devaluing pro tip: use I, as much side eye as possible. It just happens naturally. <laughs> I wear my emotions on my face. <laughs> no, it's a lot like it's a lot like when you're explaining yourself to like a teacher when you got in really a bunch of trouble and they're just looking at you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't feel uh-huh. that way Keep at going. all. Pick up where you left off, though. All mm-hmm. I wanted to say was that I do think that the movie is the, the last two movies are clearly one are clearly one story, and I feel like everything that they put in there they felt as though had a purpose to their story. Mm-hmm. They put it in there because they felt like they were telling some aspect of it. I will agree the the link wife scenario thing and their whole like let's blow up the arm and the leg of the machine robot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who cares? Um, but I will say the thing that's great about this movie, though, is the fact that it does inspire conversation around it. Whether you hate it or whether you love it, if you can still have a conversation about it afterwards and be even at opposite ends, that's a successful movie. Whether oh, shit, Dave. You just went full circle because that was like your first point. Yeah. Boom! It's the Impressive. circle of life. So, flawless ooh, victory. That's, that's, that, that's where I'm coming from. And, and uh, Sarah has the floor to rebut if she wishes. No, I agree. It definitely has room for for debate as to whether it's good or not. May I please talk about the butt? <laughs> the oh, you butt. said rebut. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, Leon. Well, no. I mean, it's it's like the same thing if you're looking at you know debating the merits on which was better, 1984 or Brave New World. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's mm. clearly that's 1984. Clearly. Well, it just depends on what you, how you envision your dystopia, right? So, yeah. It, I just think, I just think like this was really conceptually extremely well done. I do think that there were a lot of merits into the philosophy, into the mer- uh, metaphor, and all the stuff that they did. I just felt like it could have been executed a lot better in the second and third portions. Mm. You can't so. kind of drop mm. the ball in the. Yeah, like conceptually, I love the idea. Yeah, I, just, I will agree with you there, Sarah. Yeah, I just think it could have been... Like, it, I enjoy them probably more than you do, but I do agree that yeah. it could have been done better, especially with the money and the fact that you've got two directors and probably, like, I'm going to say a couple ADs and maybe even some second unit directors oh, that, you know... Most deaf. Most yeah. deaf. Yeah. I just think that, I think that there could have been smarter decisions made to maybe sacrifice some of the spectacle for the sake of a better story. So... Well, if you look at the time that it was made, though, I mean, this is early 2000s, right? So technologically speaking, they're really trying to do some brave stuff here. No, absolutely. They're trying to explore some different realms of movie making magic and the uh, the elements of CGI and the VFX and all this. It was really, I think, for its time, well done. Um, Although there were moments where, yeah, you felt like you were watching a video game, whatever, Mm -hmm. still... To go along with the style of the movie, I mean, it was kind of appropriate. Like, we're in yeah. the world of computers, it's true. right? And for the time, it wasn't necessarily that much of a sin if you think about other mo- contemporary contemporaries of this film yeah. are like the first Spider-Man, where there's parts where you're like, ah, it's a fucking cartoon. Yep. yep. Yeah. I mean, the graphics yeah. in these movies are like a step above the Scorpion King. Mm. Well, if you and if you look at it, well, because of the first one, so much of the praise came from the special effects. It, mm-hmm. I mean, to the point where it became a parody upon itself yeah. to, to do some of these, you know, freeze frame backbend. Yeah, like some of the stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, Thank you, scary movie. <laughs> but you know, n- n- not to take away from all the special effects, and that made it really good, and that's what gets them hooked. Yeah. But once you get past that initial hook, you got to have something more substantial behind it. I agree. And I think there was a little lack of substance behind yeah, that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And yep. I, you know, at the same time, they're always going to be, you know, iconic in that sense, and people oh, yeah. will oh, absolutely. take it for a cult classic mm-hmm. as it is. For sure. Yeah. And they built. A yeah, although cult classic generally means that the movie didn't have like a billion dollar budget and like huge <laughs> opening weekends and. I guess so. Then what am I kind of referring but there, to? There's a, well, there's a cult following behind Thank it in you. the sense that there's, uh, it, you know, in the sense that there's. An expanded universe beyond just the movies. and that... Speaking of which, mm-hmm. they're working on the prequels, apparently. The Wachowskis are thinking know. about making more Matrix movies. <gasps> yeah, yeah, I heard that too. Seriously? They're working with Warner Brothers, seeing if they can do things. Is this going to be like original trilogy versus new trilogy debates now? Are we going to see like a Lord of the Rings kind of, you know, Hobbit disappointment? The... Yeah. Let's at least hope that That's the Wachowskis the know <sighs> that you have two big franchises that did prequels. And the prequels were not good. Nope. So make sure that you don't follow that formula. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Well, and but just understand also it's Hollywood and the franchise is Kings. So right. Oh, man. It's, it, dict, it dictates everything that studios do. I'm sorry. What about Dick? <laughs> Dictators. Dick. I'm Dick hungry. Tater I want tater tots. <laughs> <laughs> Choices are Dick or tater tots. <laughs> It's on the menu for tonight, fellas. That should be the, t- the title of the episode. Dictator Tots. Dictator Tots. It's just, I just imagine like Fidel Castro, Kim Jong-il, and Hitler, like, but as like Muppet baby versions of themselves. <laughs> Dictator Tots. I, I actually, no, I, I really want there to be like a, like a line of like kids food. Yeah, I was going to say dictator like chicken tots. nuggets dictator with the shape of like a dictator. The shape of dictators. <laughs> I got Stalin. <laughs> yeah. I got Saddam Hussein when he was found in that hole in the uh, desert. Uh, Mussolini. His beard is edible. Watch <laughs> me bite his legs and then his head and all without his little tummy. Look, look, I'm throwing down a statue. <laughs> Into my sauce. <laughs> Dipping sauce. Why is George W. Bush in here? <laughs> oh. He's covered in blood. Oh, wait, no, that's just barbecue sauce. <laughs> nope, that was, that was just his hands. There's blood all over his hands. <laughs> and on, on and the little, like, cellophane, blood. like, plastic that's over the George W. Bush version, it says... We won, or mission accomplished, or fuck off, hippies, we did it. How comes the, in various messages. How from the children. fuck did we get to this segue? Tater tots, how we got there? Oh, yeah, so next on Nerds on Politics. You eat four of them, and then the bag says mission accomplished. It's the bottom of the bag. Anywho. Wow, look, my dictator tots came with a SEAL Team 6. Let's find Osama. Speaking of finding Osama, let's get to some listener feedback. Listener feedback. Yeah. That was a really, really, really weird segue, but I liked it. It was awesome. (laughs) Do we have Speaking of finding Osama, let's talk about Speaking of finding Osama, our first people feedback, a uh, fan of ours named Mahmoud Al Sayed says. (laughs) (laughs) You. Mama Nabari. I really love <laughs> my grandmother. Wrote I really love the, the episode. Uh. Oh, um, I have feedback from Steven Rosenberg. I just had this oh, funny yeah. little note he he messaged me once about um, talking about <laughs> uh, Kevin Costner's Robin Hood. 
Kevin Costner Robin Hood is a goddamned eternity. It sucks my will to live. I was so pissed I tweeted Christian Slater telling him it looked like he was about to make out with Kevin Costner. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I listened to their whole episode about this. It's awesome. Isn't it awesome? Check out Motion Picture Meltdown. We didn't read the one from Brett. <gasps> the two-parter from Brett? Ooh. So I'll just read the part that has to do with uh, nerds on film. Uh, now on to NOF. Now, I'm not a huge Mel Brooks or Monty Python fan. I'm sorry, don't crucify me. Haha, ha, but seriously, don't. <laughs> don't I, worry, Brad. We love you. I, I'm going to put away the wood and nails now, <laughs> but next time. Run, Brad. She's not kidding, man. <laughs> I got the nails. I got them. They give them to you in Catholic school. The big, fucked up, ancient, cumbersome <gasps> square nails. In the graduation <laughs> goodie bag. <laughs> um, I, still listen, I still listen to them because I honestly love listening to all of you talk and banter back and forth. It always makes me laugh out loud. I did get to catch bits and pieces of the live stream um, from the Oscar, Yay. Uh, Oscar show. Uh, and it was great. Sam, my girlfriend, kept giving me wow looks from some of the jokes Sean was making, and it made my night. <laughs> of course. Now on to the newest episode. I'm going to say I'm more of a Williams fan myself. I just love the style. Now seeing as how I know games... For shame. Now seeing as how I know games more than movies, I'll throw out M Marty O'Donnell's name. He composed all of the Bungie soundtracks. Uh, oh. Halo is their biggest game. Cool. And it's kind of a mesh between the Williams and Zimmer. Nice. Um, <laughs> on a side note, a few years dun, ago, dun, I got to attend dun, dun. a live orchestra show playing music from uh, Legend of Zelda games, and it was awesome. Oh, yeah, my dope. friend went to that, and it was sick. Yeah. I got some feedback from Twitter. Okay. Shit, this please. is from February 25th. Rachel said, great NOF episode on Nerdonomy. Picking which composer, Hans Zimmer and John Williams, is difficult. Throw Danny Elfman into the mix. It's hard. Well, if you listen to our Danny Elfman episode, you can listen to those ones back to back and hopefully they'll be more cohesive for you than Sarah's opinion of the Matrix sequels. <laughs> Wait, are you trying to say that my opinion was not cohesive? No, no, I'm trying to say that the movies, your opinion is that the movies are okay, not cohesive great. enough. I, just, I was going to say. It kind of came across that you were saying my opinion wasn't cohesive. Do you have a Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and say, I don't know what the fuck cohesive means. I just heard an adult say it. <laughs> I so. heard it on the TV. Cohesive, it's that goo that's on scotch tape. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sean, remember the last time that you were here, you and I ate that all night. Ew. <laughs> oh, you ate it. I Gross. put it in a paper bag and huffed it. <laughs> Remember, that's why when everybody fell asleep when we were trying to watch He-Man, we got high off a of cohesive tape. Oh, you were high off cohesive tape? <laughs> I was high off of yet another marijuana suppository. Suppository. Oh, my God. I like everything in suppository form because, like Louis C.K. says, it's the most amazing feeling that starts at your asshole and then slowly spreads through your body. Okay, well, um, speaking of more feedback, you guys, sorry to interrupt you, Shanzi, but this one's on our Facebook, and it's from our listener, Wayne. And he says, Dear Nerds on Film, disagree with me if you will, but the best movie quote of all time is in Death Becomes Her. When Isabella Rossellini says to one of her minions, make some room for my friend, for Christ's sake, but keep your ass handy. <laughs> that is a pretty damn good <laughs> That's one. That's awesome. And then uh, Gina. Damn, Gina. Damn, Gina. Seriously. Um, she wrote to us saying, love this most recent episode. Um, great stuff on Monty Python. And P.S. She totally would have gone for being on the speakerphone. Oh, Gina, we would love for you to have been there. And um, yes, I think we love Athena. Athena is one of our like favorite loyal. She's been there since the beginning. She Seriously, my favorite god of all time, too. <laughs> she... <laughs> 
<laughs> she keeps us giving us feedback about um, Mel Brooks Suwery, and one of them is that I'm homesick. Since it's Mel Brooks Suwery, I'm watching my favorite Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah. And she posts a picture of um, the one where it's just the picture of him, King John. of King John going, I have a mole? I have a mole? <laughs> the mole. <laughs> we love your feedback, Athena. Keep sending it, guys. We love you guys. She always do, Athena. Mm-hmm. We've known you since the beginnings. For real. All right, well, I think that's it for feedback. So, um, guys, if you want to talk to us, you can hit us up on Twitter at Nerdonomy. You can go to Facebook, facebook.com slash Nerdonomy, or you can go to our website, nerdonomy.com, and click that Talk to Us button and send us an email. Uh, While you're on that website, you can also click the Donate button if you're feeling so generous. You can also buy a T-shirt, or you can find one of our links to Amazon. They're in, like, old posts and they're hidden somewhere <laughs> or you can also um click uh any links for audible or if you want to make it easy just go to audibletrial.com slash nerdonomy try some audiobooks and we get a little bit of a kickback so hell yeah like roxy said earlier check out motion picture meltdown and other podcasts on the united cypher network that's unitedcypher.com steven from motion picture meltdown's got a new podcast coming out called naked in a pit and he's <laughs> told me a lot about it and it's amazing i think th- from what I understand, they're like pitting characters from movies and like they're they, they don't have any weapons, they're nothing, they're naked, they get thrown into a pit and they debate who would win and why. Oh my god, I love this. That's it's a cool so idea. Like, such a great yeah. idea. No, I know, and I wish I thought of it and maybe we'll steal it. So this could be the beginning of the end of our relationship with Steven, and I apologize, Steven, but at the same time. It's such a good idea. I got to steal it. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And I also wanted to give um, a little bit of a a notice. This is going to be my last show for a little bit of a while, guys. Um, I'm going to be taking a hiatus because I'm going to be focusing on some important graduate school duties. So (laughs) as soon as some duties. duties. Yeah, I know. I said it. But that being said, you know, I am going to be out for a little bit. But don't worry. I will be back. Mama Nobari will be back with a Persian vengeance. Graduate (laughs) school. Right? You fucking yeah. cake eater. Just for a couple episodes, cake but I... Cake eater? Oh, oh yeah, Jesus. Mighty Ducks reference. <laughs> quack. 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 Return of the quack. Return of the quack. That's the song I want to be, like, a new Mighty Ducks movie where, like, Charlie's kids are playing. Please make that movie. That'd be pretty brilliant. I would watch it. All right, everybody, this was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening, and tune into our next episode, same nerd time, same nerd channel, nerdonomy.com. Bye. See ya. Bye. Goodbye, Neo. (laughs) And roll credits. Famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. Never send a human to do a machine's job.